Hey, folks, we're excited to have you listening to the podcast. But truly, if you ever have any suicidal thoughts, David and myself would prefer that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. They're they're honestly incredible. They really reach out and uh, give honest, insightful advice. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We want you to stay with us, and we love you. Thank you. You know just what to do when I look at you and I don't want to go. They call me on the phone and won't leave me alone when I don't want to go. Are we good? I wish it was that tense. <laughs> are we good, Aristotle? Are we good, Aristotle? Aristotle? Are we cool, man? Yo, 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 Aristotle. Dude, um, I'm going to take a photo of Aristotle right now because he's fucking pissed. Uh, know thyself, Aristotle. Yeah, dude. Judge not lest ye be judged. <laughs> dude, that should go on a shirt. <laughs> or a back tattoo. That should go on a Bob Marley song. <laughs> Oh, man, this photo. I'm going to post this on Instagram to show how pissed you are. Co-eat in Cambria sucks, you dick. Whoa. <laughs> Aristotle, I love you so much. Uh, you know, Dave, it's hey. getting to that holiday time. It's getting to that holiday time. <laughs> holiday All I know is I like my Jesus is white and my Santa's black. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone says the two things that are true. <laughs> the two things. Oh, <laughs> uh, holidays. You guys used to sing the holiday song when you were kids, right? <laughs> holidays, holidays. Yeah. Did you grow up uh, talking smack for the holidays? And then my dad and I would fight. I was I was raised atheist, uh, devout atheist. Wow. Uh, very orthodox atheist. Wow, sure, sure, sure. So we had sure. to do carols, uh-huh. and we would go door to door and just go, No, God, no, God, there's no God, there's no God. It's scary we're alone. Good morning. It's a void. It's a void. Good morning. It's a I was yeah. the background vocalist who always <laughs> says good morning. You have been my hype man. Thank you, man. All day. <laughs> yeah, I keep showing up. All day. Pretty good, Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an extreme hype man, but like, that was just fine. <laughs> I, <laughs> Mild hype man. Yeah. You're doing good. <laughs> keep going. Keep going, and one day you'll get there. Almost finished. <laughs> I like you. I like you fine. Hey, everybody. Thank you hey. so much for I'm listening. I'm Hampton Yunt. <laughs> All right. Oh, I thought you were going into that. <laughs> yeah. um, that's Hampton Yunt. Obviously, I'm Dave Ross, and Dave you're listening too. to Suicide Buddies. That's Thank right. you for yeah. being our pupils. <laughs> Not- <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a comedy mental health podcast where we talk about depression, suicide, you know, but we're two comics, uh, you know, just trying to catch up and have a good time. Yeah. And then- Every keep episode. it light while we're talking about darkness. <laughs> How other, does that work? Other taglines <laughs> written by ad execs. I don't fucking <laughs> get it. Well, maybe you should explain it again. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Follow us at Buddies Pod on Twitter and join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash suicide buddies. You know, we haven't said in a while iTunes. Uh, oh, yeah. It, you know, it's the holidays. If you'd like to give a <laughs> gift to your friends Hampton and Dave, write a nice review of the show on iTunes. Oh, it's the holidays. <laughs> Try to lower those random reviews that we have. We don't have many, but every now and then there's one that yeah. hates me or Hampton. <laughs> it's never both. It's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've always I've tried to describe it to people. I'm like, you know, I feel more confident that either people love it or they hate it so hate much that they it. have to go out of their way to be like, one star, Dave fucking sucks. <laughs> Hampton can eat a gun. <laughs> I hope these suicide guys kill themselves. <laughs> they seem sad. They will. Well, guess what? You're going to get your wish, assholes. <laughs> oh, no. Your Christmas wish. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way... um, I uh, I wanted to say real quick, Aristotle and I were talking about it before we recorded. There is uh, this thing that people say around the holidays. 
that suicides increase over the holidays. Hmm. Uh, that is not true, actually. Uh, during November and December are two what? of the months with the lowest suicide rates of the year. But I killed myself. I know. <laughs> That's well, fucking... Well, I hear that all the time. Contrary to popular belief, you're not everyone. <laughs> Um, um, that's interesting. You do hear that all the time. Totally. It's a weird myth. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say that if you kill yourself in November, you're weird. You know what? Though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking weird, man. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. You're going to want to sit down. Um, your son's weird. We found your son's body and uh, it turns out he's weird. <laughs> no, no. He was Mason. They forget how to talk. <laughs> he was Mason. That's how I talk when my kids are dead. He was my son. Mm-hmm. He was my son. <laughs> you took my son away from me. He didn't have much. He didn't have arms. I'm that Scottish man's wife. Okay. Uh, and she's, yeah. <laughs> they closed down the coal mine. <laughs> He took his legs. Oh my god! He never learned how to read, and didn't know that the um, <laughs> one of the lead singers, the Proclaimers, had a dead son. When I wake up, I know no, how I'm it's gonna, gonna be. be. My yeah. son's gonna be dead, <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's gonna be dead right next to you. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Well, you know, I love that. Band. I would like a follow up on this. Good band. I'll say what. I would like a follow-up on this study uh, analysis that you have mm-hmm. here. When is the time of the year that's the most popular to kill yourself? Because uh, I want to be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, man, because I want to know when to put my tree up. <laughs> Hang myself from my tree. Oh, boy. Oh, it's an angel up in the tree. Oh, my God, he's dead. It's the later winter months. Oh, interesting. Oh, like February? Yeah. Fuck, Black even, History Month, of course. Even fucking March even, <laughs> dude. Even March even. Hey, what's up? We're even March even from Downey, California. One, wow. two, you're welcome. It is, it is like, you know, maybe I'm buying into the weird stereotypes. I'm like, well, it is cold. <laughs> and that is a t- bad time of year. <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, there has to be some validity to that. Like people, like Seattle does have a high suicide rate and it's raining yeah. cold and overcast a lot. No, yeah, you need, there's a literally a thing called seasonal affective disorder yeah. where your depression spikes in the winter months and it's tied to getting less sun. And like, plus everyone in Seattle has to listen to Frasier. Listen, that's true. They do listen to Frasier, the show you listen to. Frasier, the TV show you listen to. (laughs) (laughs) What? You're weird. I am weird. <laughs> Man, Hampton, you leave socks everywhere, dude. I know. Socks inside, socks outside. I'd say it's indicative of a larger problem. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Can I tell I, you something? I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm a fuck up. Like, I really make less good excuses as I get older. Me but too. Go, go, go on. I put on. my cat in the trash last night. <laughs> I was His like, oh, no, fun. feed her dinner, not put her in the trash. God, I always confuse those two. That's why my son's in the trash. <laughs> no, but not to cut you off. Uh, oh man, I wasn't gonna say anything important at all. I uh, I've just been listening to a lot of Pet Shop Boys recently. That's all I was gonna say. Damn, I don't think I ever really got into them. Oh really? What do they? What's because like you're head? always on my mind. That song. Hmm. Uh, God, so good. They're like, I think they're gay. I okay. believe so. I'll call them gay. I don't give. A <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like gay Europop, but it all, might just be Europop. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's your entire. That is so good. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it just might be Europop. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think so. I think uh, that's could something. Could you name? I I feel like I have an understanding of what Europop. That is. song I just sang always on my mind, but I have like a terrible voice because I've smoking a lot of cigarettes for two decades. But what's like maybe another? Is Kraftwerk count as Europop? Oh, oh no, no, that's no, no the they're tech, like an eight. They're just like yeah. an '80s pop okay. band. Oh, okay, it sounds like '80s electronic pop music. I feel embarrassed. I have not heard them. I no, oh, like, man. nothing sticks out in my head that I've ever like really heard from them. Dude, do you want to hear some man? Can we legally can we legally blonde play that? I think if you play it blonde 
off your okay. phone. You know what? It is legally blonde to play it if I talk about legally blonde while you play it, but I'll be very quiet so we can get away with the audio. So Reese, Reese Witherspoon's like upset at her boyfriend. Genre, I love this whole... And it's like basically her boyfriend breaks up with her and she's like, I'm going to go to law school. It's easy. Anyone can do it. And I guess she just goes to law school. It's really not that hard for her. I mean, really, the, the movie has very few like obstacles. I do like this music. It's very bouncy. Keep going. This sounds like actually background music that you'd no, hear in Legally Blonde. No, I want to know more Blonde. about the movie. This sounds like what you would hear. No, no, <laughs> you know? It, yeah, exactly. She's like getting her life together. <laughs> okay, here we go. It sounds like if a haircut could sing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's one of my favorite genres of music. Hello, I'm a haircut boy, haircut boy, living in the city. You're a girl, you have no haircut. Maybe I will give you a fucking haircut on the metro. It's always at night. Oh, Hampton. I love music. Me too, dude. I just hashtag You really love. need to record an album. Especially you need to record Haircut Boy. I kind of was like, it'd be fun to make a Christmas album next Christmas. You should. On Christmas. It'd be fun to... (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Hey. Man, how funny would it be if you came out with a Christmas album, but you came out with it in April? (laughs) That would be nuts, dude. You know what is nuts? Christmas in April. Is uh, Christmas in April. And It's a Wonderful Life. The movie It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I see it. I watch it every year on Christmas. I do. <laughs> I can't tell if you're making fun of real things I do. <laughs> and I think we've maybe talked about this once or twice before, but It's a Wonderful Life. I love that movie. And it it was released, Christmas I think, movie. in July. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it wasn't a Christmas release. It wow. was a movie that had gotten thrown away. And then they released it in July. And then basically it cost nothing to play. So every network would play it on Christmas when it was like, no one's watching TV. Wow. So they just would play It's a Wonderful Life all the time. And that's how it got like. No way. Known as a gigantic, you know, movie in the culture, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking Because it was cheap. That's so funny. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And it came out in July. Came out in July. Man, that's like (laughs) Christmas in July. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I love to tell this story because it is so oddly pathological. <laughs> it's like my dad, we were watching It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I assume he's seen this movie at least 20 times in his lifetime. <laughs> he's an old man. He's seen this movie. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the movie, when all of his friends are bringing George Bailey money, like mm-hmm. they're saving his life. Oh, my God. And they're giving him money. I can't wait. My dad goes... Uh, so what happened? Did they find the money that he lost? <laughs> what? I was like, no. <laughs> the entire point of the movie is that his, his, his friends, friends were there for him, and it's a wonderful life. <laughs> wow. Oh, like, my God. He just thought they all got lucky at the end. And he's like, oh, good. Glad that worked Did out. Did they find <laughs> the money? Wow. Man, I don't think I've ever until now felt comfortable saying this, but your dad's a piece of shit, man. <laughs> hey, hey, we're going to have a fist fight after that. Yeah, I'll I'm only sorry. allow that if you call every member of my family a piece of shit. Your mom's a piece of shit, man. Yes. All your brothers are pieces of shit, man. Seven brothers for seven daughters. Your girlfriend's a piece of shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, 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 sorry. Only I get to allow you to call my girlfriend a piece of shit. <laughs> Okay, next time I'll wait. <laughs> um, I I have never... I've seen It's a Wonderful Life a bunch of times, but I've never seen A Christmas Story, and I've never seen Miracle on 34th Street, which, like... A Christmas Story is pretty decent. Still I've heard it's up. funny. Still yeah. pretty much holds up. There's another weird thing. Miracle you, on 34th, I don't know, it's garbage. Is it? It's just like... Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It's like any Seed movie to, which is like... Yo, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I bring to the witness stand Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. And it's a legal drama about Santa Claus. They should have fucking gone like way overboard. Like they're suing Santa and like he's going to get financially ruined. I agree. I could awesome. not agree more, Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Santa Claus movie? The Santa Claus. Not the Santa Claus. Okay. The Santa Claus movie with like John Lithgow. Have you seen this movie? 
No. It's, man, I, for some reason my parents had a VHS of it when I was a kid. What? It was, I've seen it so many times. It's, in hindsight, dumb as fuck, <laughs> but I loved it and still love it. Uh, I've seen like 20. John Lithgow has not actually made a lot of good things. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and John really Lithgow weird. is the villain in this movie, uh, in the Santa Claus movie. Okay. Um, How's you, it spelled? I'm just asking. Just the the name Santa Claus. Okay. C L A U S. Wow, they got the rights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, <laughs> All right. No, it's no man. It's like the real, true to history story of Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like Saint Saint Nicholas. No, I was joking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's like, there's like flying reindeer and shit. It's definitely fake. Uh, <laughs> and the reindeer That's fly like because they eat fuck. magic candy canes. And John Lithgow is the owner of a multinational corporation trying to steal the magic candy canes. So he can market them and become even more of a millionaire. Oh, Obviously, he wanted slightly more money. Yeah, like all billionaires. <laughs> yeah, like the villain in Iron Man One. He just wants a little bit more money. He, man, is everything <laughs> Iron Man One with you? <laughs> man, fuck this. I believe it was just called Iron Man. Oh, <laughs> it was because they didn't know two was coming yet. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when a two's coming, dude. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about, man. I like to rate women. No, I, <laughs> I, uh, I love movies First like that. Of all, that can I just clear up real quick? What? I what? What do you have to clear to up? What could that, you possibly have to clear I, up, Dave? I think we should just move on. A couple times. No, a I couple mean, things. <laughs> that was obviously a joke. Also, I said rate. Like ratings. Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? My bad. The way Aristotle looked at me and and uh, and me. <laughs> you. That's what you thought I. I, I did. I would never make that joke. Oh, you know God. what? Let's uh, rewind the audio and see what kind of person Dave was. <laughs> <laughs> you said the number two rate ratings. Oh, I'm sorry. I ever said anything that sounded like that at sorry. all. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You know that's what? Okay. I apologize always. That's okay, man. Everything I do, comedy or not, I don't give a fuck. I'm so sorry. Yeah, same with me, man. Everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> and that goes back to the type of music I've been listening to. You know what I've been listening to? Fair and Young. Fair and Young, man. The guy we're going to talk about. He's uh, like just old country. Yeah, I was listening to him this week. He's great. I thought you'd maybe be interested. Yeah. He's actually really good. He ha Yeah, he's. it's so country, but it's like... Mm -hmm. Old enough that it's not overproduced, but also the subject matter is part of my problem with popular country is just like oh I got God. a wagon in my jet or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to half a song. No, I Georgia, my girlfriend, plays it constantly. Like she loves top forty like country. Oh, and it's always it. like she got a big skirt yeah. and a fat old pussy. Get him in a fortress. Totally. And it's like name checking like companies, things you want to buy, yeah. things you have. And it's usually something about a woman's ass, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also it's about it's like being party. country. Yeah. Uh, some of them like half of them are like er, love songs that are like <laughs> respectful of women. And the other half are very disrespectful of women. I'm I, just going to respect your rights tonight. <laughs> yeah, totally. But only for tonight. <laughs> Honey, I love you. You complete me. And that's why I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like... <laughs> What? Wait, wait, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, it's like it's so crazy, misogynistic, weird, like lyrics. You're right. There are some like loves. I like Casey Musgraves. She's a new singer who's actually good and she has like really yeah, some awesome, okay. awesome songs. There also are a bunch of songs that aren't love songs that are just like about country shit, random country <laughs> shit. And then some of them even further are about they try to hide the fact that they're rich, hmm. except every now and then it comes out. <laughs> it's just like, so come on down to my 5,000 acre ranch. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're just blasting ATVs on my $5 million ranch. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, I got $500,000 buried at my 500 acre ranch. And I, and I mean, like, the dumb, obvious... Uh, thing that everyone mentions is that basically hip hop and country music became the same thing. Like all the top four oh, yeah. of both have become completely materialistic and like misogynistic and like super, super simplistic. I don't know though, man. I think hip hop is really pulling out of that lately. Like hip hop is good as there's, fuck now. And there's also really good country. Like, really? It, 
Yeah, like I'm saying, like Casey Musgraves, there's a lot of, <laughs> that's the one person I have. But like, there's a, <laughs> there's also like tons of outlaw country and like people who are more like Western, you know, influenced. Yes, but is that stuff top 40? I don't think it oh, is. Uh, no, you maybe make a good point. I guess hip hop, like Kendrick Lamar, is not just like fucking okay, money. Okay, you make and a shit. good point. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z is, but it's in a really interesting way. It might like, also have to do with just the amount of time the genre has existed. Like country's been around since you know the nineteen thirties up, you know, or whatever. Yeah, hip hop's been around since the seventeen thirties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know when. Uh, yeah, early, you know, late. 70s early 80s is when hip-hop you know beginning you know so i don't know there's just more time to like in a way like say they're the top 40 in country is awful but maybe like the fact that like johnny cash is just this known institution he's a gigantic thing yeah and he's still played on the radio and stuff you know yeah. what i mean it maybe just has a i don't know you're right, though. There is no, there is no like Kendrick just, Lamar equivalent right now. Yeah, on well, top I think we're in a particular we're in a particular heyday of hip hop and R and B, where it's just like we've somehow gotten to a place where the really popular shit, not all of it, some of it, I mean, some of it is still just all about fucking asses and misogyny and money, and I still don't really like that shit. But like the stuff that's really huge, like Drake and Kendrick and Jay Z, is fucking really interesting. Um, Donald Glover, and uh, I mean Chance the Rapper is fucking huge. Name one more. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Run the jewels, dude. Run the jewels is amazing. Um, you know what's crazy is uh, how oddly uh, Killer Mike is like oddly pro NRA and like oddly Republican in some ways. He is, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Well, he. I wonder. Sometimes I wonder listening to his music. Like, I think this guy might actually think the solution to our problems is to kill everyone he disagrees with. Kill because, a mic? How could you think that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the things that I what love about the their music is how often they say they just want to kill a lot of people. But yeah. now lately I've been like, fuck, I think maybe they actually want to kill a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also because they also have lyrics that are like, sometimes I just wake up and I want to die. Yeah. It's like, that's pretty, okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, so they're fucking really like. great, man. They are good. Good beats. Good lyrics. Murder is strata hardest. We curse them and all the children. But uh, <laughs> this is going to be them. fun. We're going to talk about old country. We're going to talk about outlaw country. Nice. And we're going to talk about how this is easily one of the most depressed businesses I've oh, ever yeah. looked into. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Let's we'll be right back break. after this advertisement that we endorse. Fully. Fully. her to read the Quran because Islam is one faith and we all know it. <laughs> There's just not enough. And it goes, Mubarak. <laughs> oh, man. There's not enough liberal country. I, dude. <laughs> it bothers me. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, why can't you sing about raising your Muslim lesbian daughter? Like, I have a whole proud of her fucking <laughs> bit about this one song. There's a song, and I fucking, I need to look it up. Because it's like, it literally goes like, um, uh, you know, well, I guess I'll just do the bit. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I'm ex- we're both excited. Yeah. You've seen this bit, right? It's just, the song is like, you know that man down on the corner. You see him every day, and you never give him any money, because, you know, you're Republican or whatever. <laughs> and then the chorus goes, yeah. oh, what if he's an angel? <laughs> what if he's an angel? Dude, it's always, I heard it in the laundromat, and I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. What if he's just a fucking person? <laughs> <laughs> I need to come up with some sort of metaphysical abstract reason to give that homeless exactly. man any bit of my fucking money. 
What I love though is that maybe the more I thought about it, the more I thought like maybe the guy who wrote that song is just an liberal infiltrator, and he's like, how do I get these people to do what I want them to do? Because one of the the verses too is like, you know that bald kid you see on TV always asking you for money, and you never fucking do it because you don't care. <laughs> what if he's an angel? <laughs> He has cancer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why don't you're know. doing this. The family's confused. We're all confused. Everyone's upset. That guy's crying. <laughs> yeah, I um, like the, I like the liberal infiltrator. Dude. Who's like, you know that caravan about to cross our border? What if they're angels? <laughs> Let them in. You got to give angels a house. If you're a Nazi, I'll put a boot in your ass. <laughs> Yeah, it's Richard a pr- it's Spencer, a pretty stupid I'm industry. To get you. <laughs> That's the thing is like nationalism really swept into country. If you look at like its earliest roots, for one, its earliest roots are guys. Oh like, my god, that was a segue. Yeah, holy shit. Oh, I that don't was know. A really good segue. Maybe I don't know. Let's let's find out. No, okay, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> I just really like felt. Touched by how perfect that segue was. Were you touched by an angel? No, by a segue. I'm stealing your bit. I know. Um, I'm stealing yours. Well, like early country is, you know, 1930s, like guys living on like train tracks and like picking a banjo. I'm like, there was a bee with a grasshopper, grasshopper tree. Like, yeah, also racist. Songs just suck. (laughs) Yeah, and totally racist. He was like the biggest guy from back then was David Allen Coe. And when you listen to his shit, it's like, oh, God. He somehow stole that cricket grasshopper song from a black guy yeah <laughs> and killed his family to also make just it songs that say the n-word a lot <laughs> like seriously don't really? go li- dude david allen co is someone who gets uh really lauded in history in country music <laughs> but his old music is fucked it is that's so not funny cool. like his shit definitely comes up with the guy oh, we're yeah. talking about fair and young like he's and his just part of- son or grandson is the guy who hosts that podcast cocaine and rhinestones about country music history oh, which cool. by the way is an amazing podcast oh wow yeah yeah no there's a couple things i've seen recently i think um tales from the road that show that came on prime or whatever recently it was mm-hmm. really good that mentions like one or two characters who might be in this guy's life mm. story if it, if yeah. it happens to go there. Is that the Coldplay movie? <laughs> Can't wait for that. So like music with country, I don't know. Like it's so funny that it like, it just sucked at first and then it was really depressing. If you really look at like, I would say it really begins with Hank Williams, any sort yeah. of modern contemporary country onward, you know? And it's like, it's just songs about drinking, yeah. Women have left you. You are a fuck up. Everything sucks. You're broke. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of it's about being alone. Like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. songs. I love that era of country where it's just literally just like driving up the 99. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's to me what's funny is like, you know, I'm looking over like Hank Williams' life. I was looking more so at the end of my research for this one. And I was like, wow, his life is fucked up and yeah. tragic. And I'm just like, and then his son was like, "Are you ready for some football?" <laughs> uh, these... My dad drank himself to death. Are you ready for some football? It's so funny because the same thing happened to Bob Marley, who like yes. lived the poorest, most fucked up life. Isn't his kids are just like the most privileged pieces of shit ever? Um, anyway. We can talk about that another time. Sorry, Ziggy. And also, like, it really wasn't very, um, like, nationalistic country. Like, I believe, I mean, this is more folk, but, you know, Woody Guthrie, I think that's his name, doing the, this land is your land, this land is my land. It's a political song. Yeah. And doing all these songs, like, Johnny Cash would have, there's so many, like, outlaw country stars who have songs that are like, fuck the IRS, or like, lawman suck my dick. Like, dude, it's there, complete, I hate cops, I hate the government. There's this, like, you know, story of, you know, lore in country music that, so you don't know if it's true or not, but the story is basically like Chris Christopherson later in life was at a, at a country music festival and Kenny Chesney, who was like the mm. top of his game, oh, came God. up to him. And Kenny Chesney is, yeah, the king of that like frat boy Republican <laughs> comedy and walked up and called Chris Christopherson a draft dodger. And Holy Chris, shit. Yeah, and Chris Christopherson said, you ever serve your country, you bitch? <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, he's the best. He's amazing. Yeah, man, he had a song. I was, I mean, this is kind of what led me down to looking mm-hmm. up Fair and Young. Was like, I was looking, at, I was just listening to some Chris Christopherson, and I can't remember the name of the song, but it's like, I think the the name of the song mm-hmm. is so long and anti-government. It's like the laws of this country were meant <laughs> right. to be for the people, not for the government. And like it, that's the your, song. <laughs> The song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Lawman, suck my dick. You're <laughs> yeah. a cop, eat my gun. I mean, yeah, Willie Nelson is insanely liberal. Willie Nelson is insanely liberal. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, and so Farron Young didn't actually really, He he's definitely like just to the side of outlaw country, but he kind of came in more in that country was kind of crooning it was like post sinatra like hey whoa microphones are amazing yeah let's just have a guy who's like you know belting out kind of a long tune but it's all about depression and angst and all these still dark themes but i've got depression and i've got (laughs) angst like that (laughs) which willie nelson was doing they all nelson was doing it's funny he can't <laughs> no, well, Mr. Nelson. I know what I'm doing for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Irritating Hampton by singing everything he says. Um, yeah, I won't do he that. He kind of came up in this. He kind of came up in this era of like you know Willie Nelson was pretty straight laced for a long time, and then yeah, songwriters weren't really writing their own stuff. Like this really is like country music starting to feel the results of the Beatles and like. Bob Dylan, these things that are changing how music is even made. Yeah, you know, and like now suddenly, like they're like, we we can write our own songs, and then we'll get more money, right? You know, so it like became, and then all they're talking about is their failed marriages and their drinking problems, yeah, and cocaine. Every fucking country music singer had a song about cocaine. Yeah, oh yeah, oh they were all pill poppers. They were their life. Yeah. It's really fascinating to me the way that country music has turned into what it is now. Yeah, it's which nothing it's like a that. shadow of what it was. Yeah, they don't sing about anything. They just sing about like Well, it's still talking about the partying, but none of the downsides of the partying. And and also the like the country stereotypes like mm-hmm. I don't know how many songs I've heard about how I just want me a country girl. Yeah, yeah. And, like farmersonly.com because we couldn't call it whitesonly.com. Yeah, totally. <laughs> By the way, if you go to FarmersOnly.com, you will be blown away to see that farmers are pretty bad at web design. <laughs> oh, my God. I, oh so many visuals in my head of, like, either, like, the arrow on the web, like website looks like a pitchfork. It's like, I have now I'm going to take her bale of hay and put it in the I like it folder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny! Yeah. Y'all ever seen that video of a monkey peeing in his own mouth? That's gotta be the fucking funniest thing I ever seen in my goddamn life. I love that. Take your bale of hay and put it in the I like folder. Like, man, I think this is gonna be the first time I ever rate a girl seven tractors. Well, what did you just say? Rate, ratings. Oh, hey, Dave strikes again. <laughs> Dave to the Ross. <laughs> Damn, this haircut can fucking play. This is what I'm talking about, dude. Country. <laughs> fucking country, dude. Cornfields, scarecrows, uh, girls with big ass titties. Cornfields and scarecrows <laughs> and girls with big ass titties. <laughs> And moonshine and crying and pushing down your feelings. <laughs> Let me uh, t- uh, rattle off some of his hits, Farron Young, because it's, I mean, now knowing that he killed himself, it, I don't know. Did I mean, you know that he wrote uh, Fuck the Police? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a cover. <laughs> yeah, they did. He, he also wrote Damn off. It by Blink-182. <laughs> And Adam's song. It's like everyone's songs. I was as I'm looking in to Hank Williams and everyone else. It's so like all their you know titles of their tracks are sad as shit. But his knowing that he killed himself feels weird. Uh, Live fast, love hard, die young. That's my favorite song of his that I found. Really? 
Yeah, that it's song good. is so crazy. It moves fast. It's like it's almost like not punk rock, but you would just say the tempo is like pretty fast. It's but. still that regular like country western. Yeah. but it's like yeah. It, <laughs> Can you imagine being a bass player during that time? Yeah, just making fucking bank. Oh, I think G- you might G-C, G-C? kill yourself. Boots, boots, boots. Anyway, I watched my lead singer beat a girl to half to death last night. Uh, anyway, we're back on the road. <laughs> no shit. Man. We all did cocaine, and I'm pretty sure that cop's dead. <laughs> on to the next town. <laughs> also, your it's funny too because your job is just and your fucking instrument is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you gotta make all the boot. <laughs> yeah. You like, they made those motherfuckers carry around the biggest violin anyone has ever seen. <laughs> that would be true. Get hysterical. a bigger violin. If one, his joke every time was like, hey, this violin's fucking huge. Like, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, I'm addicted to drugs and alone. I, uh,. <laughs> um, Fair and Young, also some hits. Uh, it's four in the morning. Which is missing a girl at four in the morning, which wow. is totally an alcoholic song. And uh, his biggest hit was called Hello Walls. Dude, I listened to that song. That yeah. song is fascinating. It's a cover. It's a it's a Willie Nelson song. Oh, really? Or I think Willie Nelson wrote it for him. It's such a, an achingly sad song. Yeah. He's like singing to the walls, apologizing to them that his girlfriend isn't there anymore and they're alone. And he's I like, don't worry, it. walls. I'll keep you company. <laughs> it's like, it's damn, so dude. Yeah. It, that, I, I it's mean, also boring, I will add. I like, the metaphor is not lost on me, but it also, also stopped being interesting two seconds in. Because the second verse is he goes... Hello, window. You're like, <laughs> hello, relax. Hello, Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. I know things have not been so good <laughs> since you left me. <laughs> I mean, hello, I- prostate <laughs> massager. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it because there's this one song by George Jones, which I've fallen in love with. He's another like alcoholic country yeah. singer who came out of the crooning era, and he really worked very closely with Farron Young. And one of his songs is called The Grand Tour. Okay. And it's just like, come on in, take a look. If you'd like to take a grand tour of the place where the girl left me and broke my heart Holy over there, shit. that's where she said she loved me. And it's like, Jesus. it's this beautiful song, but it's like, it's so fucking insane that every every song was just like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic and I fucked up again. <laughs> and like none of these singers will ever address their alcoholism. Yeah. And that completely happened with Farron Young. Like he basically okay. succumbed to alcoholism over time. But it's it's this thing of just no one could even address it. It's more like it's implied. You're like, yeah, I'm a country music singer. Of course I'm doing quaaludes and drinking a ton yeah like, right what's your problem <laughs> just let me do me yeah <laughs> wow just let me be me he um it's also like yeah if like every song you're singing is about how you're sad about this girl mm-hmm. i have an idea man get over it <laughs> Dude, you could have said that to ninety-eight percent of all the bands on Warp Tour. Yeah, you also could have Get said that to. You also could have said that to me most of the time. <laughs> yeah, becoming an adult sucks fucking ass. Yeah, dude. You know what though? I'm finally over it. <laughs> I wish I could just still write really long bad poetry about girls who justifiably did not want to date me anymore. Dude, not only can you. Wait, but you there's should, money in it? Dude, we should write some poetry together <laughs> about, we'll just pick a girl, Hillary Clinton. Hillary? Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. It'll be called <laughs> Nut Her Emails. <laughs> wow, uh, porn parody how to defile podcast just evolved into me making puns? I'm not like a puns guy, but now I am, you know? Get over it. Pun Nintendo. <laughs> Pun Nintendo. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> All right, let's get a little backstory on Farron. Uh, he seems like overall probably a pretty nice guy, very gregarious. 
Uh, Where'd you read that? Niceguy.com? <laughs> Niceguy.com. <laughs> There's some fucked up shit towards the end of his life, but uh, up shit he was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, let's see. One day before Johnny Cash. Really? really? A little bit of side history. Wow. Yeah. The John Adams that. and Thomas Jefferson of being <laughs> drunk. Um, and he basically was like pretty much off to the races at a young age. He just knew he could like sing, play guitar. So he um, put his stuff out there, tried to get picked up by this thing called the the Louisiana Hayride, which was like a radio show, which actually did probably the most like country listenership, you know, at the time. It okay. was like Grand Ole Opry was just forming, but this thing was actually bigger yeah. uh, in that area. So in 1952, he was drafted by the United States Army. Like, I didn't realize that after World War II, they were still just drafting people. Well, that was the Korean War, wasn't it? It might have been. Yeah. I know that, like, a bunch of country music singers all got drafted, basically. Yeah. Like, Elvis is a prime example, but, I mean, he kind of crosses, you know, genres. Right. And everything. But, like... So he gets drafted as uh, his song comes out and like he just gets put on like USO stuff. And actually he travels around with Leonard Nimoy doing USO shows. <laughs> really? Yeah. So when he got drafted, they just let him be a musician? Interesting. Yeah. Actually, at the time, they took off the country music singer that they did have on the tour to put him on because oh. his single was starting to blow up. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So he was discharged pretty quick. Sure. Off of it. Like, they kind of were like, okay, you're clearly, like, just in the USO, and, like, you know, we've we've had our fun. Wow, weird. So he went back to just... Leonard Nimoy? What did Leonard Nimoy do? I looked into it, Leonard Fucking juggled dicks? (laughs) (laughs) He just just would talk about the Korean War and just say, this is highly illogical. None of this shouldn't be. War is illogical. (laughs) And they they sucked his dick. They loved it. Now, he would put on, like, shows. Like, he knew how to, like, you know, write scripts and get trained actors. So it's like he was, like, theatrically, like... Yeah, Star Trek hadn't happened yet. Right? No, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. This was like the beginning of his career. Weird. Yeah, totally. And it's funny because actually Leonard Nimoy is like a very multifaceted guy. Really? He's done a lot of things. He knows how to do a lot of things. Yeah. It's stupid. Makes a killer lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fun. Uh, when? I just was. Okay, Anything. Aristotle, roll it back. <laughs> <laughs> roll the tape. <laughs> Um, so when he went back home, you know, he actually just kind of got involved in the music industry. He was signed to Capitol Records, uh, and he was there with them for like 10 years. So it was kind of like, all right, you're in the studio system. We're going to set you up with songwriters. You know, here's Willie Nelson's wrote this song. You sing it. And, uh, it's going good for him. It's definitely like his heyday. Okay. You know, like, um, he's young, he's getting in movies and TV appearances, kind of like the country music singer lifestyle was like, you're a country music singer? I guess let's put you in a dumb Western. (laughs) Right. And it's called like the young sheriff, you know, it's like, right. There's so many of these dumb movies that are all just like, oh, you and like half of the movie you'll be singing (laughs) for no reason. There's one movie that Roy Orbison made where he's in a Western, which Mm -hmm. is hysterical. He made the movie? No, he's he's just a star. Oh, okay. And it's like, he is a creepy guy. He is is not camera friendly. Really? Oh, yeah. Roy Arbison is like hard to look at, hard to listen to. Wow. His voice is great. So the movie, uh, I forget what it's called, this Roy Arbison movie. Someone should look it up. But it's like, it's like pre-Desperado. He has a guitar that has like a gun barrel that comes out. Whoa. And he uses it to like shoot people. No way. <laughs> and but then he sings songs. That's hilarious. It. <laughs> it's like the goofiest fucking movie I've seen in a long time. What's it called? I can't remember. I didn't look that up uh, recently. It's just something I saw like, oh, God, so many years ago. Wow. Con Air. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So Farron Young is in that same sort of system of like, we'll just set you up with stuff for like a long, you know, like sure. work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, it, it kind of turns out later that all of these stars in this system are getting so massively underpaid and like, you know, they have to drink beer. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're living on the edge of existence. They're touring all the time. And right. It's, you know, it's not very fun. You know? Sure. Oh, so just one second. Oh, the movie Aristotle. Thank you, dude. The fastest guitar alive. Dude, that's a great name for Isn't a, a great movie. Name? <laughs> wow. 
And it yet, sounds right, like a fucking Michael Bay movie, too. Which I would claim that the fastest guitar alive is early against me. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I watched the fastest guitar alive. I don't even like alive. jokes about that. <laughs> I don't even want to hear shit like that anymore. I'm just saying, I watched this movie, played that guitar just like Roy Orbison, very <laughs> breezy and slow, <laughs> as he always does. Um, oh, shit. Well, so. Um, Please leave that. One in. of the people that got it, fair and young, even into country music, was Hank Williams, right? And like he snuck in to go see one of his concerts, you know, like at a high school performance. Like he broke in through the window to go watch Hank Williams. Oh, like, okay. It was a big deal to him. And so after he comes back from the army, right? Farron Young is now in this country music scene, and like everyone knows each other. So Hank Williams is like doing a show, and uh, Farron Young goes with his girlfriend Billie Jean. And uh, basically, Hank Williams, like, is like, I'm going to take your girl. Uh, and then um, Farron's <laughs> like, I don't know about that. And then Hank Williams just puts, like, a gun to his chest. And he's like, I'm in love with her. <laughs> Holy <laughs> You're shit. You're going to take her. And like, <laughs> within a year, they, they got married real quick. And her then, and Hank? Yeah, her and Hank. Yeah, Farron Young, he took his girlfriend basically that night, and then they got married real quick. And then about Whoa. a year later, Hank Williams was dead. <laughs> Whoa. From drinking himself to death. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, he was fucked up at the time. Man. Yeah. I am no longer ready for some football. <laughs> 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 Could you stand to watch some football? <laughs> I think I'd rather kind of just sit here and think. Could we maybe sneak some football in? <laughs> just a little bit of football. <laughs> maybe just like five to ten minutes. <laughs> I promise it won't be too much football. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I can't believe like how bad that... I mean, Hank Williams 3 <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't checked Hank in on him in a cool while. Too. No, oh, is he? He is. Yeah, is it's like much poppier, but it's 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 not bad country music, yeah. And Hank 3, I feel like can get is he has some good stuff, but then he's real up his own ass about how he's the cool Hank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He I mean he plays like quote punk rock under the name Ass Jack, and it's like, oh yeah, you're so hardcore. Uh -huh. I don't know. I roll my eyes at it the same way I do at Rage. I don't like anyone also who just calls himself Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> and then Hank Williams III. You should call yourself like Hank Williams, The Return. Yeah, thank you. The Revenge. The sequel. The sequel man. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm the sequel man the to Hank my father. Bank. <laughs> Put it in the Hank Bank. And we did. So This is me giving a tour at the Hank Williams Museum. <laughs> so then he said, Put it in the Hank Bank. And folks, we did. <laughs> So, uh, Farron is like kind nothing, of. Huh? Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely not. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Even Aristotle shook his head. And Aristotle's so nice. <laughs> Aristotle's nice. And he's a nice Unlike person. You he's a, he's a good person. <laughs> he's the one good person here. I fully agree with you. <laughs> yeah. A thousand and nine percent. Uh, so Farron, wow, okay, so Hank is dead. Yeah, I guess it, I just was trying to paint a picture that he's he's kind of slowly getting involved in this, like, outlaw country business of people, he's working with, like, fucked up individuals and shit. Like, if Hank Williams is pointing a gun at your chest, yeah, it's not right. far from there that he then starts working with a guy named Johnny Paycheck, uh, who... It's funny as shit because when he first comes on the scene, he's like wearing suits and he's like, his name's Johnny Paycheck. But then like his older career is like, looks like a hippie. He's like from the gutter. It's like Johnny Paycheck. Like, and mm -hmm. he, he wrote the song or he did a cover that was the most famous that was Take This Job and Shove It. Oh, okay, that sure. That Alan Coe song, right? Right. Yeah, so he did a cover of that. Okay. And that's the cover everyone knows. It's like, Take This Job and Shove It. Wow. I hate the fucking law. <laughs> and like Johnny Paycheck, like at one point, like there was some like argument and he just pulled a gun and shot a guy in the head. What? Just like in, outside of a concert and went to jail for like seven years. Wow. Yeah. That's a really long time for murder. <laughs> That's the most time you're allowed to do for murder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> seven girl years. 
seven girl years. What does that mean? Well, it's not like boy push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Man, I'm learning so much. <laughs> No, I, I thought you were making the joke that it's like, yeah, he should have gone away for like life. Yeah, he killed somebody. Yeah, I think he <laughs> actually just shot off a part of their skull, but didn't kill him or something. Something wow. fucked up, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus wow. Christ. Well, either, yeah, no matter what, he's a fucked up guy. <laughs> I think inarguably, he's troubled. <laughs> oh, wait, the take this job and shove it guy shot somebody in the head? <laughs> yeah. No Weird. fucking way. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Johnny Paycheck? That's the kind of guy who kills himself in November. <laughs> Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> yeah, so he's, uh, you know, uh, Farron Young worked with him. He had a band at one point that was called, like, The Young Deputies or The Deputies. And, like, just because, like, one of his movie perform- performances was called The Young Sheriff and he just tried to, like, oh, sure. make this... I'm the sheriff. Farron like, Young yeah. and The Young Deputies. <laughs> yeah, basically. And young is in the name. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so he just kind of had like a normal country music career, which is almost kind of sad because it's like sporadic hits over like the next two decades that would chart on like country music, re- you know, radio, which wasn't even like the dominant radio at the time. Mm-hmm. And so as he's getting older, like him and a lot of uh, his contemporaries are like, we feel they would just say this in interviews all the time. Like there's interviews with him on like late night shows where it's like, we just feel like we're being pushed out. Like no one wants to you know, take care of us anymore. And like, everyone wants to just watch like pop, you know, whatever's happening now with country and like, right. And it's like, I think it's a little bit of sour grapes in a sense, because he, again, like kind of came from this crooner, you know, genre. Whereas you could argue that Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson and like Waylon Jennings, like the real like outlaw country guys, they went further. They, they kept going. Yeah. Because, they took a stand, they did stuff, they just kind of made it about, like, letting you know about them and everything, and, like, um, taking away a little bit of that veneer, and I think he could have done that. Like, his life was easily as fucked up, but he just kind of stuck in that crooner George Jones kind of like, and she left me and I'm sad now. Yeah. And it's, that's, if that's all you're going to do, that's going to get a little (laughs) boring after three decades. Sure. You know? (laughs) It's like, how many times is your woman going to leave you? Yeah. Maybe it's a you problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He got married after uh, Billie Jean got taken away from him. He, I think he was fine with it because he was married within a year. Right. To his wife for the next 30 Also, if years. you're with a girl and a guy nah. is like, she's mine, and she's like, I agree. <laughs> then, like, you should probably not date yeah. that person. I'm going to go date this alcoholic yeah. man who's dying. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> That's good you with me. You know I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're kind of a wild card, and uh, I'm not into it. Yeah. And so over the next couple decades where it's, you know, really putting in the work of like trying to just stay relevant yeah, and really feeling like the industry is kind of like shutting their backs on you and everything he's with his wife and he just starts drinking more and more and more. Wow. Like the lifestyle is like inescapable, you know? And, uh, at one point, this is right before they get divorced, basically, he's at the point where he's just drunk all the time and he takes a gun out and he just waves it around and starts shooting into the ceiling of his kitchen when Whoa. they fight. Uh, so, yeah. It's horrifying. Definitely abuse. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a terrifying environment. But, like, it was funny. Like, he was asked about it in an interview and he, this to paraphrase, he's just like, they were like, are you, were you concerned you would hurt anybody? And he's like, it's my house. Wow, funny. Like, he just couldn't understand. He's like, it's my house. Like, I, I should be able to shoot into my walls. <laughs> like, what? he couldn't understand. That's so weird. And if you kind of look at all of this outlaw country shit that's happening, I mean, we talked about Johnny Cash trying to kill himself. Yeah. Like, people were fucked up and shooting guns yeah. all the time. I think he was like, no, no, it was my house. <laughs> right, right. I wasn't at my neighbor's house. No, you're house. not. You're just not listening. <laughs> I shot very near to my wife <laughs> in my house. It so wasn't it's your not wife. Weird. Yeah, totally. I even owned the bullets. <laughs> you can check. You can check. I put my name on. I yeah. No, I sign. I sign every bullet. <laughs> sign every bullet. 
And uh, kind of also it, it, around this time, this is a really stupid story. That You're damn right it is. I think it's like 19, <laughs> 1972. He's so fucking mad at the industry and just everything. I think his marriage is still crumbling at the at that point yeah. and his alcoholism. Apparently, he gets arrested because at a concert, he picks up a six-year-old girl and starts spanking her what? in front of everybody because she spat on him. <laughs> wow. And he's like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> We should call him fair and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> the Fox News musicians. Good God, Be dude. Be yo kids. <laughs> dude. Be yo kids. It is so funny. Hampton is referencing a very real thing in stand-up, which oh, is the one out of kids, every genre. ten comedians. <laughs> so many comedians think you have to hit your fucking kids. The edgiest. It's hit the- yo kids. <laughs> The edgiest take you can have, man. Oh, easy applause. You know what? I think these kids got it too easy. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> they're out here. I'm feeding them and they're mouthing off. So I punch them in their face. <laughs> Dude, here's how much. So he gets arrested for spanking this girl. Uh, he had to appear before the Justice of the Peace and was fined $24 plus $11 in court costs. Wow. That is... $35. That is so. For spanking a child. Man, I think maybe inflation is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's almost nothing. God. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so fucking. That's funny. so insane. Yeah. So you can kind of tell he was deteriorating. But here's the thing, though. Yeah. Did she spit on him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, actually, if we look at the footage, it does look like that season of Flavor of Love where Pumpkin uh, spat on New York. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't a moment know. I have America. no clue what the fuck you're talking about. This was big news But that sentence ago. really made me laugh. You remember when <laughs> Pumpkin <of> spat on <laughs> New York? <laughs> look at old Flavor of Love, dude. You're just saying random nouns. Well, that's what... That's Flavor you of Love. You remember when Coffee Table Flavor of Love was... Uh, uh, Flavor Flav had a dating show, and then he the first episode he names every girl as they walk in the door, and at one point he just looks at this white girl and he's like, "Pumpkin." <laughs> wow. And he sees this other girl. He's like, "You're from New York. I'm gonna call you New York." And like, <laughs> so New York and Pumpkin hate each other this entire season. <laughs> but guess what? Pumpkin and New York get down to the final four. <laughs> wow. And then Pumpkin spits on New York in this reality show in the early 2000s. And I'm just going to say it felt racist. It felt like we were watching a hate crime or something. Really? Happen. I don't know. Spitting on someone is such a... Yeah, it's gross. I fucking hate you. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's it's hate. It's just... I don't know. The only... Yeah, the only people I've ever spit on are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> Good night, sweet dreams. Yeah. Or you'll fucking get punched. (laughs) Yeah. Fall asleep, you fucking trash can. (laughs) That's what I would say to him. And that's, yeah, when I had my kids, they came out of my wife's pussy. Whoa. And I was like, you're from New York, so you're named New York. (laughs) And you're a little fucking trash can, so I'm calling you trash can, you fucking trash can. So my two kids, trash can (laughs) and New York, hate each other. Why don't I want to date Trash Can? <laughs> trash Can, you've made it to the final four. <laughs> and I gave you the ceremonial used condom of approval. <laughs> We've moved on from roses. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess as he got older, he left a suicide note that I couldn't find, but he just talks about um, uh, his health had been declining. Uh, he had emphysema and he had uh, prostate uh, surgery like earlier in the year. So his health was just awful. Yeah. I imagine it's like feeling like you have the flu all the time or, you know, just like down in energy, no energy, you know. Yeah. You're an alcoholic. Your wife, his wife had left him at that point. Fuck. He had kids. Um, I hope they're not <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> I, have, I assume they're fully they're grown adults by now. Yeah. Um, they're not listening. But, uh, Definitely. Yeah, and uh, now after he died, I mean, uh, two thousand, I think, or two thousand one, he get he got put in the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, really? Yeah. 
How did he commit kill himself? He shot himself in the head. Yeah. Yeah, it was the gun shit. Yeah, right. That's the thing I was talking about earlier. It's so funny. It's like, so country music has always been like Republican, but that didn't always mean like I support the government or whatever. Right. Like it, oh, all, you look at all of the stories of these guys, they're like, so they were playing with their gun. Yeah. And they were like, their gun was there. And that's why they're all getting in these fucking skirmishes and shit. But at the same point, they're kind of like, well, it's my right to own a gun in case you got to shoot the fucking government. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, <laughs> no, that's what people claim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go on a rant I've gone on before. But yeah, I mean, yeah, those guys were basically libertarians, right? They were just like, yeah, I guess but just in the sense that, that they were like, fuck anyone who ever says anything to me at all. Plus, that was like, <laughs> plus, like, especially country music singers, maybe their anger was slightly misplaced that like, like, it's the goddamn IRS <laughs> it was like a big deal. It's like, maybe it's your record label. Right. That sucks. Yeah. Like, that's what happened with Farron Young is like, he was like, well, we never really made any money. And there's this one mm-hmm. clip of him where it's it's later on in his career and it's like a late night uh, um, interview and it's kind of sad. He's just like, "Hire me, I I need work." Whoa! Like it's for la- and it's getting laughs. He's like, "No, no, seriously, we all, we all we all need to work." <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> you know, he's that's like, insane. Yeah, it felt like the industry had kind of like backed off of them in a sense like they set up this whole system of like we're gonna put you on like the grand Ole opry and it's these showcase shows and like you just go out there and kill for this audience will set up for you whereas i think like people like willie nelson or johnny cash maybe unbeknownst to themselves or waylon jennings they didn't realize they were creating like a diehard fan base that felt something like a connection yeah. to their music it wasn't just this music sad and it's good this is like you know, Johnny Cash is, uh, you know, recording albums in prisons. Right. So he's getting letters from prisoners, you know? And I think it's it's just a different way of kind of approaching, you know, I, I guess they went for the um, <laughs> the liberal class of country or whatever. The Interesting. The youth. I'm, I'm curious how, like, maybe I just missed it somehow, but, like, the, the circumstances surrounding his suicide, were there no more details about... I mean, he just shot himself at his home alone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he and was they... found like uh, I think like two days later. Oh, okay. Because uh, his don't wife think had he left died him. right away, which is fucking awful. If you shoot yourself in the head and fuck to up, just fuck it up. And God then found. damn. Yeah, I think it was found by a band member who was checking in. Wow. And uh, yeah, it just had been more like a slow state of decline, and he was like, I think it was the back to back of the emphysema diagnosis yeah. and prostate surgery which is really fucking intense i sure. believe that's like they're just doing surgery on your anus <laughs> yeah and like removing sections and like you can't eat the same food and like it's it's not good you know right when how long ago had his wife left him when that happened when that happened or did I she think, leave him I can't because be of exact, that but i think it was maybe even like 10 years before if you can't breathe and use your butt i'm out <laughs> <laughs> well he never stopped drinking that's the thing is it's like you know she left him clearly because of like the dangerous alcoholism and then he just was like fuck it I get to shoot my house it's my fucking house right you buy a house if you want to shoot a house he was shooting off his gun after his wife left no during their fight okay yeah that's what I thought okay yeah yeah. wow yeah no I can't (laughs) imagine why someone would leave him (laughs) I have no idea why anyone would do that. It's weird. I mean, like, I think he was despondent also a little bit about the career, but he'd also, like, was, like, a really smart guy and had, like, diversified and bought a lot of businesses. Uh, He created this um, country music magazine called Music City News, which he had, like, sold for a couple million. Like, he, he was interested in, like, creating businesses that helped with country. And he's always been a... There was one weird side thing I never mentioned, but... Apparently, Chris Christopherson like used to be his like helper. Really? <laughs> like would yeah, like help him run errands and shit when he was like a kid. God damn it, man! Yeah. Chris, how many of Chris Christopherson's close friends killed themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's him. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, Whoa! This is why we do this podcast, man. I'd Chris Christoff myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you deal with that Chris Christoff my back. <laughs> all right, all right, Blade. Remember, he's in Blade. I just watched Blade. 
fucking hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, did you know this? That movie is about vampires. No. Yeah, Hampton. It's about yes. a blade. No, Hampton. No, no it's about a no, knife. Hampton. Ham, ham, no, Hampton. No, mm, yes. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. No. Aristotle's giving me the confirm. No, Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't understand Blade. He's a day walker. He lives in both worlds. You don't Lunch. understand. It's Dave. He's a, he's a <laughs> he lives in both worlds. <laughs> yeah, he's a day walker. We're fighting them vampires out there. And anyway, that's where I got a weird foot. <laughs> Wars are coming. Which side are you going to be on? I'm going to shoot you in the neck with garlic. It's <laughs> my favorite part of the movie. It's like, just say garlic. What are you doing? Um, well, my son is a vampire. <laughs> And they say he lives in two worlds. <laughs> wow. Hampton, can yeah. you yodel? Yeah. I would prefer not to. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would prefer not to do that to people. Next podcast is is going to be only Hampton yodeling. <laughs> we will do no history. Okay. As we've said we want. <laughs> like as we want. Uh, <laughs> audience reaction has told us you guys hate the history. <laughs> Man, yeah, we got so many. Thanks you all for emailing us. By the way, it was funny. It was like so unanimous. Keep doing the history. One person on Twitter was like, "Man, fuck the history," and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> that guy was Benjamin Franklin. It was Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Man, fuck history. <laughs> yeah, it ain't good to me. <laughs> Uh, dude, this is a great episode. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we have a Patreon episode that hits the shelves this week, too. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah, guys, check it out. We're going to be talking about... Thanksgiving. If you haven't checked it out yet, we put out two bonus episodes on Patreon every month and also some other random bonus content. It's at patreon.com slash suicide buddies. Uh, we hope to see you there, too. And if not, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. And glad you're alive. Glad you're alive. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Just a reminder, we joke around on this show a lot because we've thought about suicide a lot, so we're comfortable with it. But if you are right now thinking about suicide, having any suicidal thoughts at all, if you're coming close, we can't urge you enough to talk to a professional. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is always there. 1-800-273-TALK. Call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will talk you through it and help you know that you are loved on this earth and you don't need to leave us. Thanks again for listening to the show. See you next time.